Hey guys, it's Faith Mariah. Welcome back to the podcast. All this week, we are bringing you very special replays from my Reignite coaching program. This is a free program I'm running and offering to the community. If you haven't joined, we will put the link below. You should definitely, definitely sign up. Come in the Facebook group. We're doing bingo. We're doing giveaways. I'm doing free coaching. I'm doing free Q&As. And we will be bringing you replays from the event all week on the podcast. This challenge is the perfect way to wrap up the quarter and go into Q4 with a lot of clarity and a lot of momentum. If you are looking to have big results and big growth in Q4, I would love to help you with your mindset, with your strategy, and just with your online business overall. The doors to the Becoming Boss Mastermind are opening on October 3rd. This is a really special offer and a really special community. If you've been feeling just stuck, overwhelmed, like you don't know what to do, this community, myself, and the other coaches in there can help you. And I do believe getting support to learn the skills that you need and do the things you want to do is critical for online business owners. So if you've been wanting to work with me, now is the time. I would love to coach you. I would love to help you. We will put the link to the waitlist down below. I hope you enjoyed this episode and watch the podcast all week because we're going to be bringing you these replays from Reignite. Hey, guys. Amanda's already got her hand up. I like it. (laughs) All right. Let's give everybody a second to get on. I hope you guys are doing good. Make sure. Hold on. Let me get my mic. And we'll do this thing. I'm so excited. You guys are all here. We are under a hurricane warning <laughs> here in Florida. And actually, I usually turn all my notifications off, but I have them on because my there's just a lot going on. So I gotta kind of watch what's happening. But just so you guys know, if you hear text messages. That's why. (laughs) So my partner is traveling today. My brother and his partner are traveling today. We're doing, I would call it like uh, evacuation Tetris, where it's like, there's certain amount of people that we know in town that have to evacuate and certain amount of places like we can put everybody and certain amounts of dogs. So we're like, who's going to take this person with this dog? Who's going to take this person? Uh, But I think, I think we're all all good here. The forecast lately for us here looks good. Although every time I look at it, it is different. So (laughs) that's some Florida life updates for you guys. I'm excited to coach you guys and have like a good break from dealing with that, to be honest with you. (laughs) It's like a little hurricane vacation. All right. I coach you guys on anything you want. Please stay muted. I'll try and just get through as many people as we can. I can coach you on anything. If you want help with strategy, you want help with sales, you know, we make, I do hundreds of thousands of dollars online doing sales and launches every year. I'm happy to help you guys with anything I can share with you that would be helpful about launching, about sales, about product creation, about marketing, about branding. I know a lot about that stuff. And I'm also happy to help you with mindset. So fear, being scared, not knowing what to do, being confused, being overwhelmed, not having time, 
feeling weird about taking money. We coach on all that stuff all the time. So I can definitely help you. All right. I'm going to go to Amanda and then we'll do Kelsey. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How uh, well, I heard about your hurricane update. So <laughs> we're crossing our fingers for you. I feel like we're in a good spot compared to everybody else. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, good. we all gotta hope it like hits somebody else, which is a terrible feeling, but <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> We're still happy. I mean, I'm sad it's hitting them, but I'm happy it's not coming here at the moment. What can I yeah. do for you? So I had um, posted in the group before, and I just was really hoping to get some coaching around this issue. And I guess, so I, I just sort of self-discovering um, the negative self uh, mind chatter that I have going on around, I guess the biggest issue is like, for me, I'm a content-based business. I actually earn my money off of ads and affiliates mainly. And, um, and I'm successful at it. And that's awesome. awesome. But I up leveling my business, up leveling, up leveling my business, um, doing digital products and things like that. And so I feel like even though I get a ton of stuff done, um, my internal measurement for you're not lazy, you're doing good work, that sort of thing is content creation. And so, I've have felt blocked in my content creation some over the last few months. And it feels like I'm just constantly like, but did you get anything written? But did you get anything written? And, and I do have to say, I'm not procrastinating in the way that like I'm doing other stuff to get away from the content creation. I'm actually doing some really, really cool and important stuff. That's done some great things for the business, but it's like, I can't stop this negative mind chatter of like, you're just ignoring writing. You're not getting the writing done. You're not like, you're not going anywhere. Even though when I did that, um, when I did that, uh, exercise of writing down what I've done in the last two months, like it is really impressive. I, I impressed the shit out of myself. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I wrote down 31 things. And of the 31 things, like they each had their own little tasks involved. So they were like 31 mini projects. Yeah. So I just, I, I feel like I need some help getting out of this negative self-talk loop. Yeah, let's talk about this. This is really important for you guys, for everybody, right? Because I think people think that feeling accomplished or like feeling productive or feeling like you got a, a lot done will be created by doing a certain amount of tasks, right? But it's really all in like how you think about it. So I have coached a lot of really productive, especially moms that are super hard on themselves. They do a billion (laughs) fucking things every day. And then they're telling themselves like, I don't get enough done. I just faith. Like, I just don't know why I can't like get all this done. And I'm like, let's talk about what you did do today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And so a really useful place for you to hang out over the next couple of weeks, I think is like focusing on what you did do. Like your brain is really wanting to go to the place of like, we didn't do this. And like, we didn't do that. And we didn't do this, but it, but you are producing a lot and you are doing a lot. Right. And so it's going to a place of like what you did do. So what have you been doing for content creation? So in the last two months, um, I have created like seven new articles and I've written my list, you know, emails for my list, probably like six or seven new emails. Um, so that's actually pretty decent content creation as far as like, as far as I'm concerned, because I do, I do SEO. I'm very good at that. So they're very involved pieces of articles. It's not just like, you know, 500 words. It's like 2000 plus words each. Yeah. So you're producing. Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think your brain is offering you these thoughts about like, we need to be doing more? 
the only thing I could come at or come to was that I'm literally basing my sole success of whether I had a productive day or not on did I write a lot? (laughs) Like that's my only measurement, which I mean, obviously like I have a successful business, so I have to work in other, like I'm doing everything in my business. I do the finances. I just set up a new QuickBooks accounting set up leveling like all these crazy things and it's like my only thing is get back to the writing get back to the writing you're not writing enough you didn't get any writing done today even though these other things are like good and extremely important (laughs) this happens a lot so let me ask you this I see this a lot with people where they go into a different season of business Mm -hmm. and so was there a season of business where the content creation and doing a lot of it and maybe even the thought like we need to be writing more like was that useful to you yes you bring up a really good point so in back in 2018 I was at a crossroads with my business and I was like I either need to go like balls to the wall and revamp the entire site which I had 1200 articles on or I'm going to sell this particular brand and so I decided to go balls to the walls and I turned my entire business around like I have done nothing but go up since then Yeah. How, man, that's such a good thought. How would your experience in your business be different if you just walked around thinking I've gone nothing but up? (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Um, I I think that's a great idea. (laughs) That's a great thought. Um, But I want to point out to you, I think this happens to people a lot where it's like, we're in one season of business. We call it like baby entrepreneur (laughs) and the mastermind. And it's like, there is a season where like, there's a little bit of like a grind and like a hustle of like, I got to get this content out. We got to be creating a lot. We got to produce a lot. I used to write, like when I used to blog back in the day and I was full-time blogging, I would blog, I would write three blog posts a day, Mm -hmm. right. And do like a YouTube video every day. And we were doing, that was when like everybody had Facebook groups and we were all doing lives Mm -hmm. and I, I would do all this stuff every day. Right. But I'm in a different season of business now where the content, especially the free content we put out is much more restrained. Like I do one Mm -hmm. podcast a week. We do, sometimes I do some stuff on Instagram, some Q and a, and the rest of the time I spend with my clients. Right. And so that strategy, like wouldn't serve me now. Right. I, I have to, you have to be ready to shift, like how you're thinking about your time and what you're spending your time on will be different for you guys in different seasons. So I think all that's happened is, you know, that thought was really useful to you to get that project done, to get that stuff done. It's like you use that thought to turn it around. And now your brain is like, this is very useful to us. (laughs) It's like, it's like this thought of like us, we need to be doing more. We need to be creating more content is, is how we got this result. And so it's a very, your brain thinks it's a very useful thought. Right. And you just yeah. want to show it like when you think I need to be making more content and you're only measuring your success by the amount of content you are putting out. How does that make you feel when you think those types of thoughts in your body? So you got to go out of your head into your body. So you- number one, I get like a stomach cringe. It's like, I, it's like, I'm the worst boss ever really. (laughs) So I, I mean, I'm literally like, like I'm a bad person. I'm completely overwhelmed. I have to like, start making excuses up for why I didn't get the work done when really I got other work done. So it's like, it's not that I'm not getting work done. (laughs) Like I, I'm an extremely productive person. Like that's never really been my problem. I think 
because I haven't had that specific productivity in my writing as of the last, you know, six months or so, that's where I'm like, like, this is horrible. Like this is, um, like I'm not, there's a gold rush that I'm not taking part of because I'm not continuing to like crank out content. And like I said, that's not self-made. Like I make ad and affiliate revenue. That's my main business and I'm great at it. So it's like, if I'm not creating the content that I'm like, I'm not growing, even though I'm telling you my business is growing. It's like, I don't recognize it. Yeah. It's just because of like what your brain is focusing on. That's all. That's yeah. all that's happening. Right. It's like totally normal. And our brains do this. And and our brains offer us these, these thoughts, right. About, I always say, I like, I really think the most toxic thought that I coach on all the time is this, this thought of like, I should be doing more. I'm mm -hmm. not doing enough. I should be doing more. And it's a very sneaky thought. And I think women are kind of like indoctrinated with that thought, right. Because we have to do all the labor for free and work mm -hmm. for less money. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> kind of indoctrinated to like always be thinking like we should be doing more and doing all this free labor, right? Um, and I think it's really sneaky because it feels it can feel useful to us, right? Like I should be doing more, and it feels like it's like useful to you, but yeah. it causes a lot of burnout. I actually think that's what causes burnout, right? So in the mastermind, I teach I teach you like work when you're working and you focus and you work hard and then you sign off and I'm like, and then you go, do you go play with your kids? Or like, we have this joke, like, cause I watch the housewives. <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, I just go lay on my couch and watch housewives. And I like, love it. Like I yeah. re like, I'm like, it's only rest if you're not working and you're not thinking about working. Mm -hmm. If you're not working and you're thinking I should be doing more, I should be working. I should have made more content. That's not rest. And so I am really good at shutting down. Like I shut oh, down at like three o'clock every afternoon and I'm done. Like I just, Perfect. I don't go back to it. That part I'm really good at. And I did want to mention too, like I did have a really good thought that maybe I can just, I need to like keep thinking yeah. this way. Like I had this great thought that even though I'm, I'm only working 24 hours a week is how much I'm able to get in at this point, which is less than my 27 hours a week that I was able to get in like for the last two years or something. So that's been bothering me. But do you but see, have you, you said that even, even in that, like your brain is like going to focus on like the hours you don't have. It's like, oh, I, I know. I don't oh, have I know. three hours. <laughs> it's like, I'm, well, I don't have any of these three hours anymore. I but, agree. And, but within that, the good thought that I had was even though I'm able to like works like less than I want to and less than I was before, the amount of work that I'm getting done in the time period, the quality is much higher than I have been able to do in years past. So I do... I did have that realization maybe like six months ago or something, but I haven't like latched onto it, I guess. Time, like time and money are not linked when you're an entrepreneur. And that's part of like what I love about Reignite is like, we talk a lot about like the quality of your thoughts and the quality of the work and like who you're being while you're doing the work matters mm -hmm. a lot more than the hours. And you guys will find a lot of evidence for this because there's a lot of entrepreneurs having really shitty thoughts about themselves and their business. And they're working like a bajillion hours a week and they're making no money. So it's like the out, like the hours and the time isn't what makes you successful, mm -hmm. right? It's like who you're being, like the level of CEO at which you be, <laughs> that's what creates the results, right? And so as a CEO, I want you, let's like make a, a plan for you. So I think, first of all, like how many pieces of content a week do you want to make? 
I just want to write one blog post. It's in depth, but one blog post per brand. I have two brands per week. That's it. I mean, okay. I emails as well. Email marketing. I just do one email a week, one blog post, one email. So that's two blog posts and one email. And you're doing that, right? No. So at this point with all these other projects that I've taken on, I'm, I'm able to do that um, every other week for my brands. I'm able to email once a week and I'm able to get a blog post done for this brand this week. And then this brand next week and this brand this week and this brand next week. So I haven't been able to, for the last like four months or so, been able to get it together to do two blog posts in one week and one email. But this is what I want you to see. It's not because you haven't been able to get them done because you chose to prioritize other things in your business that's true and so you have to take responsibility like as a boss and a ceo you have to take responsibility for the decisions that you make so yes. you made a choice right to mm -hmm. put more time and energy and to prioritize other things mm -hmm. you made a decision to like make content not the number one priority right now and you yes. have to have your own back on that. And so you're going to have to sell yourself on that choice because your brain is like still holding on to this old model yeah. that you had. And you need to like have really good reasons for why you're doing that. So I want you to tell me now, why are you choosing to not do those blog posts to a week, to not do two blog posts a week? And why are you choosing to prioritize on the other stuff? Um, because I'm diversifying my income. So that's been a big goal of mine is that yes, the ads and affiliates are doing awesome, but I do want to diversify away from that into digital products, email marketing. I'm now doing sponsored email marketing, um, with my newsletter size and all of that. So I think it, it stemmed from like diversifying my income streams. Yeah. And I really want you to like anchor into this thought that's like, you shouldn't be posting as much as you were right now because you're working less hours, right? And you're prioritizing other things. Yeah. And so you should not be you should not be writing content all the time. It's not a good business strategy. And I know that you know that, but you've got to really get your brain on board with this, yeah. right? So this happens sometimes. This is really good for everybody too. This happens sometimes when we make decisions we don't really get our brain on board, right? So then we're trying to do these new actions, but our brain's like, but what about this? And we should be doing this. What about that? It's like, you got to get like, I'm always like, this sounds like it's crazy maybe to some of you guys, but I'm always like, everybody's got to get on board. I'm like, the team's on board. I'm on board. Boyfriend's on board. Angels are on board. God is on board. My brain is on board. And we're going motherfucking here, everybody. Like everybody listen up, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, everybody get on board here. Like I'm the boss, I'm the CEO, this is what's happening, right? And it's kind of that energy of like being a decisive leader. There's a little bit of like, a little bit of like confusion energy in your brain, but think how different it would be if you thought about showing up for yourself in your business, right? We talk about like the spirit of your business and the energy of your business. I think your business is needing a little bit of leadership from you right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's kind of getting a little bit like, well, we're doing this, but we should be writing blog posts though. And like, well, we're doing this, but like, also like, I'm going to focus over here. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, get everybody on board. It's like, we're divorced. Listen up team. Like, listen up brain. Listen up everybody. Like yeah. we are diversifying our revenue streams this fucking year. I'm not doing this anymore with the one. I mean, that feels good when you say that, like, like 
that feels good to me. That feels in alignment that I am diversifying my income streams. Like to me, that feels like a power position. It's the decisiveness, right? That that gives you guys power because it's like, even though you made the decision to, to diverse, you made that decision, right? You Mm -hmm. made the decision to diversify your revenue streams, which like boss move, like, by the way, very smart, right? (laughs) But then it's like, we didn't do the mindset work to like get your brain on board. And so your brain is still kind of operating in this old business model, but it's like, you just got to be decisive and just be like, look, this is the way now. Like that was the old way, right? Sometimes, and when you guys have teams and stuff, this will happen. Like, it's just like, look, like we used to do it this way, not Mm -hmm. working anymore, or that's not how the brand is anymore. Or like, you know, you've got to be quick in business to really let things go like so it's like being decisive making those decisions and it can be really tempting to stay who you were in the past because it was effective or to do strategies Mm -hmm. in the past that were effective but I'm telling you guys the quicker and easier you are to just let that shit go and go to the new thing and be all in right be sold all in. And so I want you to spend some time just journaling and I want you to sell yourself on why you want to diversify your income streams and why you are choosing as the CEO and boss of your business to not write those pieces of content right now. And then I want you to give yourself a realistic schedule you can actually do. And I want you to stick with it. So if you are doing, it sounds like one piece, you said like there's two brands, there's whatever, one piece of content. Right. So two blog posts and then one email a week. (laughs) I want you, if that is sustainable and that feels good to you, I want you to just make that your plan. Right. And it's like, it might not be that forever. There might be a time where it's like, well, now we have the products and we have the watches. I don't have to spend so much time like diversifying or whatever. There might be a season where you pivot back. But you can make that decision as well, right? And so I would really make a plan for like where you want to be by the end of the year. And then I would really sell yourself on like why you love that plan. Mm -hmm. Why do you want those other revenue streams? Like what does that do for you and your business and your opportunities? Like really dig into why you're making that decision and why you love it. So sometimes we'll make decisions and we don't really we don't really spend any time thinking about why we love it and why it's great and why we're doing it. And so then it's like, we're kind of doing the actions for the decision we made, but then our brain is still kind of like back behind over here, but like, well, what about this? And what about that? And it's like, you haven't like, it would be like, if you're leading a team, right. It's like, you haven't fully gotten everybody on board where it's like, listen, team, like we used to do it this way. We're going into a new season. It's a new era. This is what we're doing. Like everybody, like, right. As a leader, you get everybody on board with your decision. You sell everybody else on your choices. And so I think it's a really good opportunity for you to just practice being the leader of your company and of your business right now and sell your own brain. <laughs> I'll tell you guys the truth. The too. worst one. <laughs> it's like, if you can't get your own brain on board though, like everybody knows you're full of shit. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, if you're going to tell like your team or like your husband or like whoever you're going to do something, right? It's like, if you pitch something to your partner and you're like, this is amazing. It's a huge opportunity. It's going to be so great. And you're sold on it. Like they're excited. But if you go to your partner and you're like, I kind of want to do this program, but it's like $18,000 and I don't know. And like, that's not, it's like the, the conversation goes very differently. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, when you're sold on your decision and what you're doing, everyone around you will just be on board all the time. <laughs> but it's, so it's a really great skill to have as a leader and as a business owner of just being able to get your brain on board. 
because yeah. then it's like everybody else comes with you, which is really fun. Like your audience too, right? I've had to do this with the mastermind. I have to go in there sometimes because we change things and it's like, listen, <laughs> it's like, it's different. Like anytime we change things, people don't like change. It's just how people I are. don't like change. Yeah, none of us do. <laughs> we like certainty. Our brain's like certainty, right? Yes. So I go into the mastermind and I'm like, you know how you guys love everything in here? Well, we're changing it. And everybody's like, oh God, like, and then I have to get them on board, right? Yeah. I have to be sold in my brain about why it's great and why it's going to help the community and what the vision is. And then I have to be able to communicate that with them. So everybody gets on board and comes with us on that journey. So I think just like step in, I think it's an opportunity for you to step into that new level of leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think that will make you a lot of money too. like diversify your revenue streams, but like being able to show up with some boss energy around this is like, you made a great choice, right? Now it's like, now it's time to like, see it all the way through. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I already have evidence that it was a good choice. So I'm going to include that. Write all your evidence down. (laughs) Like, why do you love your choice? Why is it great? Why are we doing it this way? Like, and get like fully on board. And sometimes you guys got to boss your brains around all the time. And it's just like, look, Mm -hmm. like we got to knock it the fuck off. Like, I know you think this is the way and we're wrong about that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like, sometimes you got to tell yourself, like, listen, like, I know we thought like things were going to be this way. We were wrong. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. this is how it actually is. So yeah, I think that will help. What do you think? Okay. No, I, I feel good about that. Thank okay, you. Good. So yeah, thank like, you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think that probably helped a bunch of people. You guys can tell her in the chat too, if that helped you and you, you relate to any of that. Miss Kelsey Bentley. Hello. So good to see you. So good to see you too. What can I help you with? Um, mine's a uh, total pivot. Uh, mine's mindset stuff. I'm working on my reignite journaling and creating my dream team. And I am like really having trouble with the partnering with negative emotions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who else is like, God damn it, Faith. Like, I don't want to do that. You're like, everybody's like, everybody's like, sounds nice, but I don't actually want to feel bad though. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to feel bad. Don't want to feel bad at all. And I mean, I have like, I have really gotten clear on, on what the negative, like more specific than fear, you know, it's like, yeah exposure and vulnerability and embarrassment and rejection. Like those are like the ones I've been avoiding, but I keep getting hung up on. And I mean, I've listened to the module twice and I've like sat and thought about it. And and I'm like the, how will feeling these help you create more results? And what could I learn from them? I just like, I don't know. My brain is like, uh, uh, yeah. So tell me more about that. What does that look like when it's telling you, uh, uh, um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I see the, I understand that like feeling them, like understanding that if I feel them and still take the action, like I will actually get results, but that's, that's like kind of the extent of it. It's like, okay, yes. If I feel them and go ahead and just take the action anyway, like I will get some result. Yeah. So this is like, what's interesting. And I'll tell you, this is why I teach it this way. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of like, so like with my anxiety, right. I have like th- those of you that don't know, I have like insane anxiety and, and clinical depression. That's why I'm good at coaching on this stuff. Cause I'm always like, my brain is a dumpster fire. I've had to do this work my entire life to like live in my body. Right. Um, and with my anxiety, it's like, the more you're kind of like, I don't want to feel anxious. I don't want to feel anxious. That's not useful to me. I don't like that. I'm not going to go there. 
it like eventually first of all will find you and second (laughs) of all it like it like compounds negative emotion right so then not only do I feel anxious I also feel this like stress of trying not to feel anxious right and then like there's like another layer of like oh my god like you're a coach you know better than this right and there's like guilt and we'll we like layer on top and so what I teach people to do is like to to feel clean emotion right so there's like clean pain and dirty pain and clean pain is like like I did an Instagram live and I'm embarrassed I'm embarrassed it was cringy and I just feel so embarrassed and like being willing to go there with yourself and be like yeah like I'm willing to just be embarrassed about that that video was embarrassing right I can I can be feel embarrassed for a little bit versus what a lot of people do which is like they feel embarrassed but then they're like and nobody's gonna buy my thing and we're gonna fail and this was all for nothing and it's like 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 with my anxiety like all of those layers lining up on top but it's like if you're just willing to just feel humiliated and you're just willing to just be embarrassed like it actually moves through a lot faster which is very counterintuitive to us like even your brain is like this is not fucking helpful <laughs> like we are not going to do that right because your brain doesn't want to feel bad right it makes total sense sure but the reality is like you're gonna feel negative emotion and like who do you want to be when that stuff comes up right so what specifically is like is there an area or something that's coming up for you where you're really avoiding negative emotion or is this a hypothetical or what is this what is this about I mean right now I feel like it's kind of like a hypothetical um I do know like action wise, like the actions that I need to take are to like put things out there more, which like when I think about doing that, I'm having that like exposure feeling of like, you know, everybody's going to see me doing this thing on the internet. And like, what if, what if they think I'm crazy or what if, you know, what if they say I'm wrong or, or something like that, you know, you ever had that feeling before in your business? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, when, tell me, and do you still have it? Um, I think like anytime I, anytime I really like go hard on teaching, which is weird because like teaching is the thing that I love to do. Like it's what I do in my other business as well is like, I always make sure to teach people, but for some reason, like I haven't, I don't know if I just haven't built up the confidence on this side of things or I don't I don't know when was the last time you were thinking about teaching something well like teaching like like an educational like real or you know here's what I've learned here's some things you can use like putting them out there sometimes makes me feel like oh gosh you know what if what if this is like not helpful or it's a bad idea or somebody's like no actually that's like the worst thing you can teach yeah so let's just let's just go there okay <laughs> let's and I knew that was coming <laughs> what if what was the first one you said like what if it's not helpful yeah I mean they'll scroll they'll I guess scroll. yeah what's the worst case they what they report your account maybe yeah they, what complain people love to complain in the comments yeah complain or act a fool in the comments yeah right yeah and then what was the other one you said there was a couple you said it was like what if people don't like it 
what if people don't like it? let's just say everybody hates it like they really really hate it let's say just say you say something like totally offensive <laughs> <laughs> and you never do that but let's just say like accidentally you say yeah. something totally offensive right? i mean if i said something offensive i would definitely issue an apology like I if think, i found out I that mean, something i did was offensive right so it's like even if you say something hurtful accidentally like you can uh-huh. still be accountable and still be a good person <laughs> right yes that is that is true so even if you teach something and you do it badly the worst case is kind of people complaining you might feel embarrassed about it you might feel like I get this like cringe feeling sometimes uh-huh. like, just like oh god <laughs> Yeah. I get every time I have to edit my own podcast, I'm just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like the cringe feeling is very strong. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of the worst case, right? And for a lot of you guys, when you play out the worst case, usually the worst case is like you feel a feeling in your body. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying is like when you're not afraid of feeling negative emotion, mm-hmm. it's like everything is on the table, right? Because it's like the worst thing that happens is you post a piece of content and you don't feel good about it and people don't like it and then you feel a feeling in your body Mm -hmm. the reason it feels so scary is because your brain is like really wanting to go to a place of like we do not want to feel negative emotion right Mm -hmm. because that's what that resistance is do you see that yeah and like as you're talking I'm realizing like if I wasn't having this like hesitant pause or like rereading things a bunch of times before I put them out every time the result that I would create is you know sharing more content and you know hopefully helping more people yeah growing your business growing my business okay yeah (laughs) but it's interesting though and I, I really want you to like spend some time grounding yourself in a little bit of safety and our brains are so dramatic right because it's like what if this happens it'll be so embarrassing we can't possibly do that and it makes like it makes those negative emotions really scary and like a really it's like this is a really big problem like we might feel embarrassed it's a really big problem except they don't say that they say like well what if people this and like what if that and like it's like this weird little fear thing right and so you can kind of like tell your brain like yeah like I'm willing to feel embarrassed. It's okay. Right. <laughs> like, you're going to feel embarrassed. That's the reality for all of you. Like you're going to feel negative feelings in your business. That's why I, I like teaching this stuff because I feel like no one teaches us how to process negative emotion and we're required to feel them a lot building businesses because you're doing a lot of new things. Some of it, we're going to do good. Some of it, we're going to do badly. <laughs> we're probably going to fail a whole bunch of times. And it's like, if you can't process negative emotion and you're just like, oh, I don't want to feel embarrassed. I don't want to feel embarrassed. I don't want to feel cringy. I don't like, we might fail. No one might buy. Like people might comment. I mean, you know, all that is, is just your brain trying to be like, we don't want to feel negative emotion. This is a very, very big problem. And it's just kind of like sitting back and being like, is it a big problem? Like, I'm sure you felt embarrassed before, right? Oh, plenty. normal right so I really want to normalize negative emotion for you guys and that's why I have that module in there is like like you're gonna feel them (laughs) it's like there's no hiding from them but if you're not afraid and you're like yeah you know what like game on like let's just be super cringy and embarrassed Mm -hmm. like it's fine right it it takes some of that fear edge away where you guys can actually start like being in the kind of action you want to take this is what do you think? Yeah, no, that's, 
and, and it's so funny because like, I've heard you say that to people like a thousand times, like literally a thousand times, like just, just be willing to feel it. But like every single, you know, like it's like what everybody always says. It's like, when it comes to like your, your situation, it hits different a certain way when you're thinking about it a different way. And yeah, it does. I mean, it, it it's does. Hard, right. It's stuff is not easy. Like yeah. the stuff you guys are doing is, is hard. And this is why I love coaching entrepreneurs too. Cause I really feel like you guys are all exceptional, right? Because most people want different results in their life. They want a different career or they want to learn different skills and they never fucking do it. And I just love coaching you guys and, and everybody here, because it's like, you guys are all in the game. Right. And it's kind of like, I do feel like we're exceptional in this community. And I think part of that is like, you know what, like we don't have to be positive and feel good all the time to create really amazing results for ourselves and our clients. And like, we're willing to feel embarrassed, to feel like a failure, to feel cringy. And it's kind of like game on, like bring it on. This is how I manage my anxiety. I just go like, you know what brain, like I'm super good at being anxious. I've been doing it my entire life. It's not a fucking problem for me. Right. Cause my brain is like, well, we might, this might make us anxious and this could happen and this could happen. And like, sometimes I get nervous in crowds. So it'll be like, there might be a lot of people there. <laughs> and I'll just be like, you know what? Like I'm super, super good at being anxious. It's not a problem for me. I've totally got it. It's fine. And it just takes that fear away of like, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that this might happen. And then I might feel that. And, and it makes your life, I think, smaller, right? So I think the life that you want, Kelsey, because I know you have big dreams and goals and you work really hard, the life that you want, like, is going to require you to feel embarrassed and feel cringy and feel like a failure and all those things. And it's kind of like spending some time thinking about, about what would it be like if you were available for that? And how do you want to show up for yourself? when that happens, I think that could be helpful for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's super helpful. Thank you. Okay. Anything else? I think that's it. Okay. Great. Awesome. This. Thanks for bringing that. I'm sure that was helpful for a bunch of people. And you guys let Kelsey know in the comments, if you relate to that, where's Miss Virginia. Hey, hello. How can I help you? So mine's more strategic. Yeah, I got you. What do you need? So I have done marketing for a number of different companies for a number of years mm -hmm. price, which is next to nothing on top of multiple jobs that they've given. Um, and with just things that happen, I finally started my own company and walked away from a job that I've been doing for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. I've successfully had a client for about a year now but I'm really having a hard time adding either more hours or another client. Yeah. So why do you think that is? Just give me like a guess. I honestly don't know because I'm reaching out to them in a number of different ways. I'm providing them with helpful, free information first, which I feel like most marketers don't do. So I feel like I'm already kind of coming at it a different way. I've worked on different um, subject lines. I've worked on different ways to make sure that I'm not doing the same thing and expecting different results. Mm -hmm. um, I'm calling. I've tried to do it in person. And I just feel like 
most people are acting like it's not something that they need, which I don't believe that's true at all. Are you telling them that? No. <laughs> you got to tell them that they need it. <laughs> well, and I do, I go, it's as simple, okay. you know, whether, whatever you want to do for your company, whether that's email marketing or social media, like everyone needs that every small business like that's not something that's going to go away and so that's one of the hardest thing is like I've reached out to 50 people in the last more than 50 50 is like my follow-ups other than that like I'm talking to people in person trying to market that way um and I just I haven't had any traction and at the same time the one client that I do have um I'm running into roadblocks with him, which is really frustrating. How did you get that client? Um, my husband has worked with them. Okay. Okay. So I think, I mean, there's only like a couple things, right? So this is good for everybody. When you guys have like problems in your business, your brain is like, I just don't know what's happening. It's like kind of zoom out and see. Oh, hold on. I'm going to mute Natasha. Okay. Um, kind of zoom out and like just make things as simple as possible right so there's only so many kind of general things that can be happening either either they don't want what you're offering them like the offer is just not something they're interested in paying for they don't want which I don't believe with marketing because people pay for marketing yeah they don't I don't feel like my price is bad at all I feel very reasonable even with my husband's company it was like the first one that I was kind of doing on my own. So I did go to a lower price, but even then it's not that low. I'm actually getting paid more than I ever have. And I love what I do. Like I would have done it for even half the price that they're paying me. <laughs> yeah. But then like when you're reaching out to people, like do those people know it's a good deal and do they, they don't this? price doesn't even come up yet. I can't even get these people to start a long enough conversation with me where like, we talk about what they want, what they need, or price. So you're working on getting them on to like consults, like the consult calls. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay. And I almost wonder. Hmm. Let me think. So you're wanting them to get on consult calls, but they won't even get on the consults. So like emails, I'm, I know that they're opening it. I have a great way of tracking it and I've got a really, really great open rate with them. Um, How many people are on your list? So the group that I just recently reached out to was a group of 20 and each of them opened each email that I sent, but none of them have responded back. I think like, I think a lot of this, like if, if, you're really explaining the value, right? And you have a great offer. Like, I think a lot of the problem could just be not enough people are seeing your your stuff, right? Because you have to think like, yeah, 20 people saw it, but like, like I was saying on the last call, like a really fucking good conversion rate right now, like online would be like, I don't know, like a, like a 10% conversion mm -hmm. rate. But that's yeah. like, if you're real fucking good at sales, like a lot of us have like a 2% conversion rate or a 3% conversion rate. Yeah. And then, it, so it's like, if, if you're only going to get two or 3% of people like actually to get on calls, and then you're only going to 
convert a percentage of those people as well, it might just be that there's not enough volume in that that model that you're doing to get the result that you want. So I've done 50 total so far in the last few months. But what if it takes a thousand? Yeah. Like your brain is like 50 is a lot, but I'm like, what if 50 is not a lot? Mm-hmm. Well, and I started looking at like networking things because I am working from home with my one-year-old. Yeah. Um, so I don't have a good babysitter out here. We don't have any family. So I, as much as I'm working to fix that, I am trying to find other ways to make that without leaving the house. I'll tell you guys too, like what I would do if I were trying to get clients and you guys don't have to do this, but like, this is honest to God, what I would do if I were trying to get clients, I would be like emailing people that I want to work for. And I would just be like, let me do your marketing for a month for free. I will make you sales. And, and if, if you like my work, I'd love to talk more about working further, but I know my work is good. I know like we would work well together and I know I can get you a result and I'll guarantee it. Right. It's like, it, I mean, that's like an offer that's hard to say no to. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It is I'm always like, you got to make it like, this is how I feel like when we pitch to you guys, I'm like, I'm going to make it hard for you guys to say no to me. I'm like, I'm going to give you a really good deal and a really great offer. I'm going to offer you something way better than what everybody has. Right. And it's like, it's having that mentality of like, I'm going to like, what could you give them where it's literally like, hard for them to say no to like they really have to stop and think about it (laughs) yeah no I like that because I have offered them like the first 30 I did like personal business flyers so I personally went and got their information and gave it to them and I felt like most people didn't even look at it so then I kind of switched it up and I did free social media posts because everyone needs social media and even then like I don't feel like I'm getting any reaction and are you like reaching out to people that have money to spend on marketing? I believe so. Yes. Okay. So I think, I think the volume piece, it could be, it seems like you have a lot of good ideas and you're like really thinking of like things you can try and you want to keep doing that, like stay in that energy of like, what else can we do? What else can we do? Like there is an answer here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a good place to be in. It's what I want to do. Um, especially from home. Like I've always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And this is the next closest thing because I do have to bring in income for my family. Yeah. And I want your brain to like, take that energy of like, what else can we do and use it to think about volume? Because I think you've spent a lot of time thinking about like, how can I pitch it? Like, what could I give them for free? Like, how else can I talk about it? But take some of, take like the majority of that energy for a little bit and focus on how could I get in front of 10,000 people this month? What else could we try? What else could I do? Where else could I go? Like really, I think really doubling down on, I I mean, I don't know your stuff, but it sounds like it's pretty well thought out and you're doing some good pitches, right? So if you feel like your pitch is good and your offer is good, like the next problem like I would go to is just not enough people have seen it. Okay. And I always make sure that like they see my work, they know what I can do. And with the client, when I did get them, I always did give them like extra stuff. Like, I feel like everything's there. I'm just not finding the right people. Are you targeting? Like, who's your target market? So I want to specifically focus on small businesses and helping them grow organically. Mm -hmm. But I've worked with larger companies too. So I'm not scared of that. It's just not what I'm passionate about. Okay. So are you looking for like local businesses or you're looking for- I have focused on local businesses lately. 
and then just kind of working my way out from there. I really like this idea. And I tell people this all the time because I'm like, man, if I needed to make some money, the restaurants in our town have the worst social media and the websites look like they were made in like 1993. Oh my gosh. I've seen so many bad websites. So bad. And I'm like, I would would literally like, I'm like, I would just go like door to door and be like, I will update your social media. Like it's going to bring clients. Like this is the amount of people we could be in front of. Like it can drive sales for you. Like it will make you money. Right. And it's, and it's like, you know, a lot of those older small businesses, I think don't see the value in social media because it's something they haven't probably done. If, especially mm-hmm. like the people like I'm talking about, right. That don't have good websites and don't aren't on social media. Like they're not doing it because they don't think that it is valuable for them. Yeah. So you got to sell them on like why being on social media will get them new customers and how people like when we travel, like my partner and I are like huge foodies, right? So the first thing we do when we travel is like go on Instagram and we're like, Oh, I want to eat this. I want to eat this. I want to <laughs> eat this. Right. And it's like explaining that to people that maybe don't use social media, or if you haven't used social media for business too, people are like, what? Like Facebook, you just post dogs there. Like, I don't know why would I do that for my business? And so it might just be, first of all, selling them on like, you do want to have social media and you want me to do it. This is why. Right. Yeah. And giving them some kind of really great, great offer. Um, either like, like a money back guarantee, right. It's like, we'll do this many posts and get you this many followers. And if we don't, I'll give you your money back. Right. Like stuff like that, like makes it really hard to say no. Right. Mm-hmm. We're like, um, like we do that in the mastermind. I'm like, you guys can come in if you don't like it. I'll, and it's not as good as I tell you, I will refund you. Right. So it's like, it, it just takes the risk away. It makes it easier for you guys to say yes. And so I think that's important for you guys when you're doing sales is like thinking about what would it be really hard to say no to? If I go in and I'm like, look, like, I'm going to work for free for two weeks or like, I'm going to give you a discount or like, if you don't get X result, I will refund you or like whatever, like it makes it harder for them to say no. And then I think just getting that in front of more people is kind of like, that's kind of the ingredient, right? It's just figuring out how to communicate with them. The other thing is just like really being able to like nail people's problem, like really specifically about mm-hmm. like, maybe they haven't been able to grow in the last couple of years, or maybe they're not getting as much foot traffic, or I don't know if you can identify some kind of pain point they have and then show them, you know, we could like up your takeout orders. We could like up your, we could do like weekly specials We and I can help you promote it right? And we can do like whatever your slowest day is, I'm going to make that your busiest day, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if they go like Tuesday's our slowest day, it's like, okay, well now it's like, I don't know, fucking taco Tuesday or whatever. And I'm going to do your social media. And in a couple of months, Tuesday will be your busiest day of the week, right? Stuff like that. That's like, it's like, that's hard to say no to as a business owner. You're like, all right, well, let me think about it. Right. And they might have to think about it. You might have to pitch them more than once. So The other thing is like, not only do you have to have a great offer that's hard for people to say no to, you also, they need to see it a lot of times too. And think Mm -hmm. of, especially if it's an investment price, especially if it's something they haven't done before and they don't really know if it's going to work, they might have to see and hear from you a lot before they're ready to buy. So the other thing is like do those follow-ups, 
right? So when I used to do kind of more pitch kind of stuff like this, like we had like a follow-up board. So it was like everybody we had reached out to with the date. And then we would get like a reminder, like two weeks out or whatever to go back to them. And then we would just go back down that board, right? And just keep seeding those same people over and over again and providing them free stuff, right? So it's like, you might've made them one graphic, like you might have to make them three more. I don't, before they are ready to hire you. Right? Yeah. Okay. Does that help? What do you think? It does. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm pretty good at following up, but then at the same time, like when I have called and get no response or I get the people that just like, don't even look at it, it just makes it kind of hard and frustrating when it's like, I did that's on you, not on them. Right. Yeah. Cause what could you, why is it hard and frustrating if they don't look at it? What do you think about that? I guess for me, like, I don't like wasting value. Right. So you're like, I'm wasting time. I'm wasting value. Which is why I have adjusted a couple of the things that I was doing. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm literally giving you value for your company. Like, why would you turn that away? But what upside is there for you thinking that? There's really not one. (laughs) Well, how do you feel when you think that? I don't want to waste value. How do you feel? frustrated frustrated yeah I'd be pretty frustrated and pissed off but like like this is sales we're all gonna have to spend a bunch of time serving a bunch of people that aren't gonna buy I'm serving all you guys a bunch of you guys aren't gonna buy the mastermind but I'm not like oh it's a waste of my time (laughs) right I'm like no I'm gonna keep fucking helping people until I find the people that are gonna hire me but at least they show up here where is that wasn't always the case either freaking respond (laughs) yeah there but but you know there's also like I mean I could think the same thing how many people are on this call I have an email list with 8,000 people Mm -hmm. how many people are live here I don't know 50 or something yeah I could think that I could be like this is a fucking waste of my time 50 people they can't even come coaching with these five thousand dollars they can't even come these people can't even come coach with me for free what a waste of my time but like, what result does that create for me? Just negative ones. It creates frustration for me. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make, it doesn't make me any more money. It doesn't get me any more people. It just makes me pissed off. <laughs> and I don't want to feel that way about you guys. Right. And so I would also look at like, sometimes we get frustrated with sales. Um, I'll tell you guys this story. This is a little embarrassing, but I'll tell you guys. I uh, went through this with the mastermind like a couple years ago. We had it open all the time. And at that time, it was like a really good, I mean, it's still a really good deal, but it was like insane, like what they were getting for what they were paying. It was just like, like we were over serving them at like just such an extreme level. And, and people, there was a month where like people weren't signing up. And I just got so pissed off and resentful at like everybody in my audience. And then I was also still trying to sell to them. <laughs> and the vibe, I swear to God, the vibe was very much like, you need to buy this. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and it's like, it's like no one wants to buy from you when you're in that type of energy. Like it feels bad, right? Like you guys have probably been pitched like that before where it's just like, oh, like, I don't know what you've got going on, but I'm not super interested in it, right? Because it's like, who wants to be around someone that that thinks that about their clients? And so I think you need to spend some time like thinking about why do you want to make the graphics even if they don't look at them? Why would you want to do that? Well, and I'm 
I'm really good at repurposing everything that I do. So not that I'm doing it right now, but I will be repurs- repurposing that for my social. It's not even wasted. You're going to fucking use no. it. <laughs> right? So it's like, you're not even wasting it. What else? Why else would you want to, to keep doing that? Even if nobody looks at it um to practice I also do a lot of different styles um that's one thing that I I tell clients is that I will always match your brand style and so that's something that is that I work on that I think I do really well with I love that so so we're getting practice with branding super valuable skill to build right we're we're getting stuff we can repurpose why else would you want to keep doing it even if they don't look at it because eventually someone's going to love it. Eventually someone might really love it, right? They might just be sold. They're like, oh my God, this is so great. I could never, this is how I used to feel about Brie that used to work for me. I'd be like, oh my God, I could never make something like that. And she just like really brought my brand like to life, like when I mm-hmm. hired her and I was like, oh my God, thank God. Cause it was like everything that I had in my insane ADHD brain, she took <laughs> and made a, it into a brand mm-hmm. and I was like so blown away by it. And you'll find someone too, that feels like that about your work where they're like, whoa, like I would have never been able to get it to look like that, but that's exactly how I want it to look. Right. And I don't want to go back to work in the normal conventional way. I want to work from home. I want to be with my kids. So you gotta, so you gotta like tell your, you guys all have to tell yourself the truth about things, right? Cause our brain will be like, this is a waste of time. I don't want to do this. And it's like, you got to question yourself and be like, is that true? Like, it sounds like you do want to do it, right? You're like, I don't want to go back to work. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I have to do to not have to go get that job. Right. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, And then it's like, if you're not going to do the graphics, like, I don't really care if you do the graphics, but what I don't want you guys to do is be doing something and then like being pissed off and annoyed if people aren't reacting the way you think they should. Right. Cause that's, doesn't make, like I was telling you guys, like, does it make sales? I've tried it. I tested it for you guys. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Right. And it's like, I would spend some time thinking about if your guys are going to do something in your business, it's like what we were talking about with the first person. It's like really sell yourself on like, I want to do this, even if they don't open it, I want mm-hmm. to do it. And I have good reasons for doing it. Even if the, even if five people don't open it, I have good reasons for doing this. Like someone is going to see it eventually. And I'm just going to keep, keep doing it. We talked about this on the first call too, right? About guaranteeing results. It's like, I'm not going to stop until I get the outcome I want. Right. So it doesn't matter if the last 50 people didn't open it because I'm not going to stop until I get the clients that I want, like period. Right. Um, and do you guys see how to take that type of action over time like that? It's going to be a lot harder if you're frustrated all the time. It's like, you got to show up every day and do the work till you get these clients. And then the game is like, can you keep your brain on board? This is the hard thing about entrepreneurship is it's very rare to get instant results. So like the contacts you're putting out right now, those people will hire you in like nine months. Like it's very rare that like you put something out and then it's just like, oh, overnight, it's like this huge thing. It's like, even when you make your signature course and it's awesome, you guys are going to have to build it up and build a brand about it and build a way to sell it and like get the audience. And it's like, it all takes a long time. And our brains don't like that. Like our brains like um, doing work and then seeing the result from it and doing some more work and then seeing a result from it. It's kind of how we're taught also in our culture. But you're really graceful with myself for how short of a time that I've actually like launched my business. 
Yeah, you already have a client. It's been three months, but I've already had one client for a year. Yeah. So so it's like, look, like, you know, I think, I think for you, like the game is going to be like, it's kind of like a rejection stamina. (laughs) It's like, can you go get rejected a thousand more times? It's like, that's the game, right? Like I'm saying like, you know, with sales, you it's important that you guys understand that, that like, even if you're great at sales, 90% of people you pitch are going to tell you no. And that doesn't mean anything is wrong with you or your offer. That's just the game we're in. That's just how it works for everybody. Right? And I'm not afraid of that. My husband teases me. Anyone knocks on the door and like, if they're selling anything, I flip it around and I'm like, Hey, do you guys need a marketer? And like the first time he heard it, he's like, Virginia, did you really just do that? I was like, heck yes, I did. Gosh, I love that. Yeah. So listen, so they're gonna knock on my door, they're gonna find out what I do. <laughs> so look, like you're creative and you're determined and you're trying a lot of great things, and you're gonna have to just keep trying things, keep testing things, keep coming up with ideas, test some different things, test some different ways of pitching, different graphics, different people, and then pitch to as many people as you can. And that's really like I think all you can do. What do you guys think? If you guys have any ideas for her, you can put them in the chat too. But I think if you really just focus on that, on like getting the volume and then like making your pitch really excellent, becoming someone who's very difficult to say no to, making your offer really juicy. Um, the other thing you could do that we've done sometimes is we would like, this was a long time ago, but we would like email everyone we had pitched and been like, if you hire me this week, we're offering like a bonus. Or if you sign on this week, you're getting a discount and a bonus. Or if you sign on this week, you're getting one-on-one consults with me that usually cost this, right? So you can also do some like broad stroke offers and just throw the offers out there to the people that you have pitched. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like that you're doing the personalized pitches and I think you can follow up with them, but you never know. Sometimes it's nice to just throw an offer out there and be like the Black Friday deal. Like you guys want to help with your Black Friday? I'm taking three people at a discounted price and I'm going to do all of their marketing for their Black Friday. And um, you could do some stats about social media and like how many people shop off of social media and how many people find local places. We follow tons of local places here on Instagram. Me and my boyfriend and I are always sending each other stuff right? That's how we find out what's going on. But you can like educate them about that. Um, You could send some kind of like mass email that's like, like special onboarding rate, like the next two people that sign up for a marketing package, or, or maybe even short term, if people aren't buying those longer packages, you could even do like, um, I don't know, like you could, you could probably do some like branding stuff too, right? You could do like a branding makeover or something. Honestly, anything digital, I feel like very confident with. Yeah. Just throw that out there. Be like, I'm doing branding makeovers. We're going to come up with like a tagline and brand colors, and I'm going to make you some templates for social media. And it's usually this amount, but this week for the first, I don't know, five people, I'll do it at this price. And like, they might buy it. They might not, but like, they might need to see your stuff a lot of times and hear from you a lot of times. Like usually people think about hiring you for kind of a while these days. It's because people are slow moving right now. Yeah. Stuff off of email Um, and just business owners in general. I think everybody's a little like slow moving and thoughtful right now, which is fine. It's just like, we just have to adapt our marketing to know that. Okay. Yeah. Does that help? It does. Yep. Okay. You got this. Just Only I was like way off for doing anything crazy. So it makes me I think so. I mean, you've got to just keep picking <laughs> people, right? You could like also work on, you could also work on like establishing yourself as an expert and getting some authority just by doing like 
Instagram stuff, reels and TikTok and that kinds of stuff and doing like more educational content. But I think pitching people is a great idea. And like, I think going in person is a great idea too, or like offering to teach like a free social media marketing thing at like the chamber of commerce or some, something like that. Like, I think that could be really interesting too, is like doing some free kind of educational things and like becoming known as someone in the, in the community who like is a social media expert mm-hmm. and it's like oh anybody that has good social media here like hires this person right yeah <laughs> and just building that repute thinking about how could I position like what do you want the community to think about you and how could you position yourself that way yeah good yep thank you don't be frustrated at them <laughs> we're busy oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Rebecca to read my email. My personal email is like, I never read anything. So, you know, people are busy. They don't read their email. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Amy. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. I have um, frustration also is a big emotion. Tell me all about the frustration. (laughs) I'm sure you're not the only one who has frustration on this I think we've all been frustrated with our businesses, right? Um, but I was commenting in the, on the Q&A because um, I was, you had talked about like spending our money and knowing that we're investing in ourselves. And I don't have any part in the airplane. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I really had a lot of like, I know that I'm investing in my business and I was willing to make that sacrifice, but I think I've come to this point where, well, I think I've kind of eased out a little bit, but I was like, uh, like high anxiety, like how am I going to pay the monthly bill for this because I'm not making enough sales and that, that was really getting to me. And then recently I just kind of surrendered to like, what is like, and I, I was even, um, so I published a magazine and it's hitting its three year anniversary on October 1st. And um, the business is actually five years old, but I had no clarity like the first two years. So I, I mean, I count them, but not really. So, um, but I was gonna even give it up. I had like, okay, I'm gonna give up the business uh, by October if I'm not making enough money. But anyway, October 1st is coming and I decided I'm not giving up the business because I invested all this money and all my time and I want to do this. Like, so how can I make it work? This is the, um, uh, maybe I should try not to talk and let you talk now while my dog's barking. No, you're fine. <laughs> tell me all of right. So tell me, what are you selling? Um, subscriptions. So I went to, it was, it's a print magazine and it used to be a flip book. And now I'm selling, I, at the end of April, I moved to Substack. Um, I had like a subscription thing on, uh, I, last November I went to digital for the magazine. But uh, I had a lot of problems with like software with paywalls and stuff like that. I did tons of experimenting. And then finally, I just said, I'm going to do Substack because it it works. And um, I don't have all like the frustration with people getting stuff. And, you know, it was very complicated, a lot of the software. So um, that that's been working. But it's very low cost, because magazines in general are not super expensive and um so i'm only charging and also i felt like nobody knows who i am so i wanted to keep the price lower um, what is your magazine about 
It's a lifestyle magazine. It has articles on yoga, meditation, and it includes also like downloads of meditation MP3s and then sometimes videos. Um, so it has like it's not just <clears throat> excuse me, even when it was in the print edition, you could or or the flip book, you could click on a video and watch it. I think so. that's a really interesting idea. I don't think I would market it as a magazine. I would almost market it as like a like I don't I don't know what I would call it but I think it would be like like a lifestyle upgrade or like a lifestyle map or like a every month we send you a digital map to upgrade your lifestyle and it has meditations in it and it has workshops in it um something like that maybe mm -hmm. but I do think it's hard to get people to pay for articles just because the internet right it's like right. we don't go read all of the shit we want all the time on the internet so I think looking at like, what is a result you could get for people that they want to pay for? And I would also like potentially brainstorm some ways of like, of charging more. What are you charging? Uh, it's 47 a year or five bucks a month. Okay. So how much money are you wanting to make a month? <laughs> I have to. Tell, I would be happy if I made a thousand dollars a month at this point. Okay, so somebody do that math. What's five? What is a thousand divided by five? How many? What? It, what is it? I'm wondering how many? If how many five dollar magazines you have to sell to make a thousand dollars a month? Does anybody know that math? Because I can't do math in my head. Yeah, it's it's two hundred, right? Okay. So, and how many are you currently selling a month? I have one $5 a month subscriber and all the other people are the annual subscribers of like $47 because, and I, I don't even, I have only 50 subscribers. Yeah. So you like, so you're in a volume based business model, mm -hmm. which is fine. Like I used to have a volume based business, but like the reason it's not working is you don't have volume. Right. I'm not seeing, nobody knows. I mean, obviously some people know about it, but it's been, that has been my biggest challenge. But um, if you're wanting to make money fast, I would consider being in a less volume based business. Like even getting to a $97 offer, you would only have to sell 10 a month. Right. Well, I actually, well, one of my, from the other call that you did the other day, I did have a breakthrough because uh, what was the, I forget her name, um, but she had the same thing where she had low cost items and then she you told her to get like a ninety seven dollar I'm like come on you guys help yeah. me help you I'm like I can't give you a thousand dollars a month if you have a five dollar product and fifty people on an email list like I can't make that math work. <laughs> yeah I feel like I, I do call it almost like a like a digital subscription box like if you could almost market it like that and it would have like mm. like maybe some articles but then like meditations and workshops and pep talks and like you know what I mean like a subscription like almost like a digital subscription box like for mm. for like self-improvement or lifestyle or whatever yeah um, I like that idea and That's then like yeah. And then, you know, I don't know, I would charge more for it than $5. I know, Well, I was kind of doing that because it was like, you know, a lot of people do like the Patreon for a podcast, $5 or, and because magazines in general are so inexpensive. Yeah. Um, no, I so, 
that was why you why you made those decisions but if we're serious about wanting to make a thousand dollars like I right. don't see how I can even help you do that with that offer. Do you see that? It's like, oh, yes. I know. I totally see. That. Even if we came up with the best like marketing and you sold all 50 people, which would be a miracle because I just told you like a 10% conversion rate, it's like you're, you're real good right now. If you're right. Doing that. right. 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 <laughs> right. So it's like, even if you sold 100% of the people, like I still can't get you to your goal with that offer. And so, you know, I think it's a couple of things. It's like, if you're going to, want to sell a $5 offer, you're going to have to like really be resigned that it's going to take you a long time and you're just going to put in the time. But I don't really get that that's what you're really wanting to do. I think you're really wanting to make the money, right? Yeah, I want to make the money. I mean, I want to help people. I want to make the money and I want, I do want the volume. Like I'd love to have 10,000 subscribers. That would be amazing. Yeah, I already you know, know that. <laughs> but I think <laughs> it takes time to build up that volume, right? I know. It's time or money. So it's like either you got to like fund it and pay for ads or you've got to like go get them and that. Takes I, I did do ads, but I, I really didn't get a return on my investment. I don't all. suggest you guys do ads unless you have a doing ads makes sense when you're at a place where you're like, if we had more people, I would be making more money for sure. Like for like guaranteed like if if i had 100 more people in the launch like we would definitely make more money but you have to be really good at sales and really have a good offer and really be good at selling it and i'm not saying you're bad at it but i'm just saying like it takes a long time to like get to the level where you can execute something like that for most of us right, right? so I think you guys should test things organically. And then if it's working organically, then you can go to ads and see, like you can always put some, a little bit of money on it and see how it works. Yeah. Uh, but I would look at like, I would just, I would really like, I would really shelf everything that you've done. This is something else that our brains really don't like. It's like, you have to be willing in business to just, you have to be willing to waste your own time and just be like, this is not working. And even though I invested all this time, I'm like willing to completely burn it down and do something new. Right. And I think that that is helpful for you guys as a business owner. And I would look at, I would really kind of look, just shelf the magazine. If you hadn't done all of the work and you hadn't invested all the money and we're just blank slate, like what would you create and what would you be selling? Cause I don't want you to stick with the magazine idea just because you had it. And it's like, you put all this time into it. Like, I don't think that's a good business yeah. decision. I, well, I think, I mean, I have an art background too. And I think part of the reason, well, the print edition of the magazine and the flip book, they're very visually stunning besides being the content, like quality content, mm -hmm. because I felt like people need more beauty in their lives. So that was kind of my idea when I was doing it, but it wasn't working because not enough people were seeing it or buying it. Like once they buy it, all the people continue to rebuy it, the ones that I've had, but it, no, I don't have enough people buying it. So I love that idea of like, gosh, people need more beauty in their life. I thought that was so beautiful how you said that. And it made me think, I was like, damn, I could just see you like, maybe it's like every month it's like a digital subscription box. And it's like, and like they get a ticket to like come, make some project with you or do some kind of retreat or do some kind of like crafting mm. digital, I don't know, gathering or just like hanging out. People even just like to hang out sometimes like on the internet with you. I don't know. But uh -huh. yeah, I wonder if it's like something like that, like where it's like maybe instead of just like 
having the magazine, that's beautiful. Maybe we're going to teach people how to make I, something. I just started doing the workshops. I did my first one in August, and then I have my next one uh, in a couple of weeks with a guest, like a guest expert coming. And then um, I'm charging also a low price, but it's like 20 bucks, but it's like the cost of a book. So it's a one hour workshop. And then there's a follow up the week later with uh, through chat only. Um, so. I think that that kind of stuff, like you can charge more for than that magazine, right? Like I always tell people, like people do this with eBooks. They're like, I just want to write an eBook. And I'm like, don't write an eBook. I'm like, make it into a course. Cause if we make it into a course, we can sell it for like 97. If you make it into an eBook, we're going to be selling $8 eBooks. Uh -huh. Right. And, and so I think, yeah, I like the idea of maybe you messing with some workshops. There's so I teach this business model and I talked about this, I think on the last call. Right. But it's like how people find you how you nurture them and help them for free and let them get to know you. And then your offer and your system for selling the offer. And for you to make money, all of those have to be working. And right now, I think your offer piece is a little bit broken and potentially like how you're selling it. And then your lead gen is potentially also broken. So we need mm -hmm. to fix them. So how are you getting people to find you? Uh, right. Well, since I do social media, I have 16,000 followers on Pinterest and then I have um, like a thousand on Instagram, although like Facebook and Instagram, they don't show people stuff. So that's a huge problem. Um, and then uh, I do Twitter a little bit, but I mean, so I do the social media stuff. I am uh, also LinkedIn. I started doing that. Um, Just so you guys understand, like like right now, this is just specific to right now. This does not apply. They might change it tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> but but the, right now, the only way to do social media and get new people to find you is on TikTok and Reels. And I don't know what Pinterest deal is. I haven't been on it in a long time. So you guys can tell me if you're getting leads off of Pinterest right now. I don't know that many people getting leads off of Pinterest right now. And it's because like Facebook, if you post something on Facebook, they're not going to show it to people that don't know you. If you post something on Instagram stories or your Instagram grid, they're not going to show it to people that don't know you. All that stuff is pay to play. It's like you got to pay for ads if you want people just to show your stuff. But Instagram Reels and TikTok, because there's this weird battle between the two of them, they are promoting people's stuff because they want, they're trying to get people to post really good content on there. So they're like, if you guys post really good content on here, we'll show it to people for free so we can build our platform and you guys can get followers and they're letting people get followers for free. That will not always be the case, by the way, that window will shut and it will be the same as the rest of those other platforms eventually. Mm -hmm. So there's just this little window in time where they're showing stuff organically. Um, but I just want to make sure you guys know, like when you're using social media, you just got to know, like, am I doing this for lead gen or am I doing this to nurture people? And if you're trying to get leads on social media, I would definitely go Reels or TikTok. Yeah. Well, I started at the end of April. I moved to Substack for the newsletter and the articles and, and like the audio and videos and stuff are also getting uh, issued that way. And uh, it took like because it was the end of April, so only a couple of months. And I'm starting to get more free subscribe. I do have a free subscriber list on there, too. So people can get content for free. Okay. And then some 
and then I lock content too after sometimes. Sometimes I really, if you're on my list, you can read something for free for like a week and then it gets locked. Yeah. Or like, I wonder, I was talking about like a digital like box, but like, I also wonder if you could just sell like bundles. Like it's like a mindset bundle or it's like a, I don't know, maybe like a birthday bundle or like a goal setting bundle or like, I wonder if you could do like something like that. I don't know. But I would really think about, I would think about changing your offer. You can take or leave this advice, but if it were me, I would just, I would just table all of that stuff and go back to the drawing board and be like, what are we going to sell? And how can I get to like, like a higher price, at least offer, like if you right. can't sell a 97, at least 49 or something. And, and that would be a great value for people. Right. So it's always like, right. how could I sell, create something I could sell for $97? And it's like really, really good. I um, do. Uh, I do have some books and workbooks that I made. And so I'm going to create them, turn them into courses. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> so yeah. That, do that. And then, but then it's like, but then we have to go find the people that are going to want to pay for those right so you got to make yeah. sure um we talked about this in my last free event the digital product lab but you got to make sure that you're solving a problem that people want to pay to solve and you got to make sure you're marketing to people that have money both of those right. things i need you guys please do both of those things <laughs> okay <laughs> so we're, we're gonna solve a problem people want to pay to solve right like i always think about like my lawn guy i love paying my lawn guy we have a huge yard and i fucking hate dealing with it so i'm like if he told me like we can't do your yard anymore and it's hard to get like people to do work where we are right now so if he came to me and was just like hey like we can't do your yard anymore i would be so disappointed that i can't pay him <laughs> right mm -hmm. or i'm like if i close the mastermind like people would be disappointed like they want to pay to be in there and so you want to think about what would an offer be like that that's like people want to pay for this right and that you know put your brain to work like thinking about that and if you hadn't had the other if you hadn't made the other thing and you hadn't invested the money and we were just at like a clean slate like what would you want to do and just kind of get your wheels I think turning and like sometimes we got to look at our business differently to try to solve these problems that come up and when we're so stuck on like we've done things this way and this is what we're doing it almost like it makes us limited yeah. thinking um, but I think like, yeah, I think you could try doing some courses. I think the most important thing for you right now is to get to a higher price point and to figure out how you can get in front of more people consistently. So um, I, I do have one more question for you, Faith. Yeah. Um, I don't, so I was thinking about doing this and I'm wondering, um, if you could give me some feedback on this because I can't, where I live, I can't do Kickstarter because it doesn't allow me to do it because of my location. But um, I can do create a thing just like Kickstarter and uh, put it on another platform, like on Donately or something. And so um, I was wondering if uh, you would ever suggest doing something that, because you were saying too, like all businesses need funding. And I was thinking, well, if I could somehow just get like a, like a, like a, a small injection of some cash to help you me kind try of try that, but I think it's harder than people realize to get. Funding okay. On there. Okay. And, and like the people, the campaigns I've seen, like really go viral on there are like insane. Like they have like crazy marketing teams and like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can always try it and see, like, I don't know what's, you never know, but right. I don't see it as like a really common 
strategy. Mo the most, you guys are not going to like this. The most common advice I give to people to fund their businesses is to go get a side hustle or a job. Cause I'm I like, do that too. But yeah, so that's like, that's the easiest way. That's <laughs> the easiest way for you guys to fund your business, right? People don't like to hear that because they're like, I don't want to spend money on my business. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, what to tell you. <laughs> like businesses need funding. Right. Like no one's going to be like, I want to start a restaurant, but I don't want to like put any money into it though. It's like, you know, it just doesn't work like that. It's like, yeah, it's cheaper, but it's, it's still an investment, right? Um, and it costs more, I think, to run online businesses than a lot of people realize. And so I try to be really transparent with you guys about that. And if you feel like a lot of times people put a lot of pressure on their little baby businesses because they're trying to get their money back as fast as possible, but that doesn't always make you make the best business decisions. It makes you desperate. It makes you do weird stuff. It makes you anxious. It makes you frustrated. Mm -hmm right? It just doesn't create a good outcome. And I find when people go get a side hustle job and they have some money coming in, it can, it can calm that stuff down and calm their nervous system down enough where we can like innovate and move forward in a calm strategic way. And I'm not saying you're doing that, but just for everybody, just so you guys know why I'm saying what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Thank you very much for everything. Cause this is really, I like, I love the digital subscription box idea. I think I'm going to really brainstorm and yeah, I think uh, you could run with that marketing around that. Right. Like, I don't know, like there's probably other digital products, like they could get like a workbook and a meditation and maybe like a ticket to come to a workshop and like, uh, mm -hmm. like happy hour and like a members only journaling thing, or I don't know. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. I love it. Okay, well, let me know. Right. Let me know Thank happens. you. Yeah, if you, guys, if you guys have ideas for Amy, you can put them in the chat. Where's Miss Michelle? I'm here. What can I help you with? Um, well, I have a big project for the next few months. Okay. And all of a sudden, all of my past clients and referrals from past clients have all popped up and they're all like, well, we hear you're great. Can we use your services? And it's like, no, I've I cleared my deck so I can do this big project. And so that's that I was the one who yesterday was the world was knocking at my door. Oh, I was wondering what that was. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was, was it's, not, like, it's, not my, it's not my boss. I have a boss, but it's not my boss. It is more inter it's all the, it's the last four years of me building, building, working, working, giving stuff out for free. Yeah. Also, this year, this right now, when I'm like, no, okay, we have the next three months to finish this big project which is going to pay off in the future, but I need that time to be clear. And, all, and now everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, we want to use you now. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. So I've done a lot of no, 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 but there's also the, the brain has been going, hey, hey, why are we turning away this business that we've been working so hard to make that happen? Do you want, do you want to keep your schedule clear and finish the project or do you want to take some clients? I, I feel like I need to do the project because there is a very specific window of time to take advantage of being first in my okay. industry to write to, to, I'm an SAT tutor and the SAT is changing to a digital format for international students first. And that's my clients. Mm -hmm. So the American publishers will be a year behind in producing materials. So if I can produce materials in the next three months, I'll be first. Yeah. So it feels so like, really good oh, reason, hey, right? this needs to happen now. 
And so I think it's, you know, just the universe plays games with you, right? And says, oh, okay, well, here's a bunch of clients that you would like. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, what's interesting though, Michelle, is like, even the way you're saying that, like mm-hmm. the universe is playing games with me mm-hmm. and like really messing with me, but like, this is a pretty good problem to have. Did you hear me the other day when I was talking about like, problem. was it in here? I might've been in the master run. I was talking about like, I have middle-class problems now. I used to, and yeah. I was like, I was like, they're better problems. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I was like being, I was like having money doesn't make you happy, but I was like, I have a better set of problems than I used to have. Yeah. And it's like, it's, and we were kind of laughing. Cause I was like, and like, you know, the problems I have now are like very minuscule compared to like having nowhere to live and like that mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Right. But it's interesting how our brains always do this. Cause it's almost like your brain is trying to make something a problem Mm -hmm. it's just like it's really messing with me it's just like people want to work with you that's a great thing like what if that's not a problem (laughs) like why is turning away clients a problem for you do you think because I feel like feeling right I feel like I am sabotaging myself in a way like if I turn away all of these people then I've disappointed them and then I'm going to lose the potential word of mouth or whatever else would come from the from doing a good job with them. Also, because I've presented myself as here, this is what I can do for you. And there is no opportunity for that. Again, that I feel like that. I just feel like I'm letting people down. What else could be true? What else could they think? What else could happen? Oh, just that she's busy, right? That we should have contacted her sooner. Yeah, they're like, damn, the next time she's available, I got to make sure I get her. Yeah, yeah. You know, we turn people away all the time. And like, I don't know, like, I just think they will come back. Like people that want one-on-one or want whatever. I'm like, I don't have any spots right now. And then when we do, they come back. I think it's, I think it's, I think there's a little bit of scarcity and like, what I want you to see is like, you created the result of having all these people want to work with you. Right. And that's a skill that you now have. Right. Forever. It's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. You can do it again. We did, we created it. You created it with your brain and your work, Mm -hmm. right? You created the result of people reaching out and wanting to work with you. And that's just a skill that you have now. Right that's not going to go away. Like, you're not going to have to go back. I think sometimes our brain feels like we're going to have to go all the way back to the beginning, mm-hmm. but you guys got to remember, like you take with you, like everything that you've learned and you really kind of start at the same level. So I really think we could close, which we've thought about doing closing the business coaching and the mastermind. And I could pivot and go in a different space and just have a six figure business because I have the skills. I know how to do it. I know how to run it. I know how to hire. I know how to create the systems. I know how to market it. Right. And so those are just skills that I have. And even if something happens to this business, I'll still be a six figure earner. It's just who I am. Right. right? And so I think assimilating some of that into your like identity of like, I'm, I'm someone that knows how to get clients Sure. and like, they're never going to run out. Right. Right. Yeah. And no, I understand that. Um, something that I've really learned from and everybody else might also benefit from was I had a lot of requests from client, potential clients who were like, oh, you're too expensive. You can't, you know, and so in the springtime, I said, I had like a pile of them. I said, okay, I'm going to offer a low cost 
four week program, um, send out you know, to everybody. I said, this is your opportunity. You want to work with me really cheaply at two. I think there was probably like a hundred people. And then I had, you know, like 25 respond and then 10 paid and then two showed up the first week and then one showed up the se the second week and for the, the other three weeks and it was just like okay you guys said you wanted this but you really didn't yeah and then the one who dropped well, people out, want the outcome was, they don't want to do the work right well and the <laughs> one like, no, who had dropped out was like <laughs> came back to me like a month later he's like well I was really busy last week last month so can I do it again it's like no no I'm not offering that again and then at the end of the summer they were like well, are you going to offer that again? It's like, no, I'm not offering that again. And there, and so then it was like, well, your regular price is too much. It's like, I'm sorry, that's my price. And then like two weeks later, the mom sends me an email saying, can you work with him? Because I, I had said, no, I don't have any space in my calendar. And they're like, can you work with him? And I said, well, I can, but I don't, I'm not budging on the price. And they're like, don't worry about the price. We'll pay it. So for those of you who are like, aiming low and saying you know it's the price it's not the price if they really want to work with y'all listen to her they'll, they move up, to right? they'll get you <laughs> they'll get they'll they'll find the money somehow and it's just like oh they yeah. won't find the money it's the same amount i'm like it's the same amount of work to sell a five dollar product as to sell a five hundred dollar product and right. i know people don't believe that but that's the truth it's like people just don't want something just because it's five dollars you still have to to convince them they want it and prove you can help them and grow your reputation it's like you have to do all of that and work and you still have to get them to use it too to see the results yeah, yeah totally yeah. so yeah I just think it's interesting that like this is a problem for like this really feels like a problem to you well if I think it does feel like a problem because uh, my husband was out of work for six years and just got back to work. And so for six years, I was hustling, hustling, hustling. Ah, we're in a new season. It's so a new everything season. Changed, right? Everything changed. It was like, oh, brain, everything is different. We don't need to work so hard. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like, it's also having your, I want you to just be very clean about like, I'm clearing my schedule for three months. I'm not even going to entertain the thought of taking clients. Okay. So it's so easy for me to say no to one-on-one. -on -one. It's like, it doesn't, I, I say no to like almost everything, <laughs> like, like podcast interviews, yeah. summits, like workshops. Like, I'm just like, no, 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 no. Because I have my own projects I want to do for my community right. and I can't do that. Like I'll be tapped. Right. And so right. I am like very laser focused on like the impact I want to have and where our business is going. And that was part of our business model. It's not anymore. And so I don't feel bad at all telling them no I don't right. feel like we're going to run out of clients I have like no drama about it so I'd love for you to think about what like how would you have to be thinking to be able to have that experience where you're able to say no to clients and to have like no it's just neutral to me I'm just like no I don't want to do that like I don't it doesn't feel like a problem that people are asking. It doesn't feel draining to me. It doesn't feel like people are pulling on me or bothering me. I'm just like, you know, so I would think about like, how would you have to be thinking to create that experience of that just being neutral? And I think it does come down to like a little bit of feeling like maybe the people aren't going to be there when you go back 
And like, also it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, like being in a new season where you don't have to be saying yes to any, everybody. There is a season in your guys's business where like, absolutely. I used to say yes to everything. I was like, you're going to let me talk here. Yes. You're going to let me. Yes. Yes. Interviews. Yes. Like everything. Yes. Clients. Yes. And it was just like, that was the season. Right. And so you were in that season. Now you're not, now we're in a season there, there comes a point in your business where constraint will make you a lot of money and constraint means saying no to like everything else and just being really focused on the specific result you're creating in that season. Right. Yep, yeah. I understand that. So I think it's just like that transition into that new season might be feeling a little like, you got to just remember, like, you know how to create clients. You've done it before. You can do it again. It's a replicatable result, not an accident. Our brains love to tell right. us everything's a fluke. It's like these, I don't know how these, I got these clients. They just came here. <laughs> it's like, no, you created the result of getting clients. Right, right. Like you can do that again. They're not right. going to go anywhere. And like, those people are probably just going to want to work with you more. There's something about like people not being able to get to you that just makes them want to work with you more. <laughs> It's just like, it, it's like not going to make them most people mad, right? The clients right. that really love you and are meant to work with you, like will. Right. And the people that won't like aren't, or maybe aren't the best fit, like they'll mm -hmm. find somebody else to work with. And, and it's like, we all get to win. Thank you. Okay. Is there anything else with that? Um, I don't think so. Cause I think I've taken a lot on board from other people. Oh, good. Like there were, a lot, of, there were a lot of things that lined up. It was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah, right. I love that. We're doing. Yeah. I want the next time somebody asks you and you have to say, no, I want you to celebrate that. And I want you to show your brain. It's not, <laughs> it's not a problem. It's really okay. not. You're like, it's fine with me. And, and you can trust yourself to say, no, I think there's also a little bit of like, well, maybe I should say yes to them. And then this feeling of like, maybe I'm not going to be able to do my project because I'm going to say yes to them. But like, you can trust yourself to commit to this project if that's what you want to do, right? And right. it's not a problem for you. You're just like, I got it. I'll say no as many times as I have to. It's not a problem for me. I've totally got this. Great. Congratulations. <laughs> that's a great problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have one more person. Mo, I don't know how to say your name. You're going to have to help me. Mo, Mo. It's Mobaldi, but you can call me Bowler. What is it, Mobaldi? It's Mobaldi. Mobaldi. But you can call me Bowler. Every um, everyone calls me Bowler for short. Bowler. Okay. I love Hi, it. everybody. Hi. What can I help you with? Um, I think I've learned a lot. Um, this couple of days. Um, I I would first of all start by saying a big thank you to you, because um I've never seen anybody coach this way before. Um, I've never thought about partnering with negative emotions. I've not even give them, given them a thought before. So this um, has been a whole lot high opening and I've learned a lot. I've, I think I, I think I know what my, my um, issues, issues are in my business. First of all, I have a blog. Um, uh, I've always been passionate about moms and daughters. So everything I do revolves about moms and daughters. I, and even, even before I started, um, even before I got married, so I've always been passionate about the girl child and everything. I always watch out for the girl child, even before I got married. And incidentally, when I got married, I have four girls. Oh, I love so, that. <laughs> so um, I started blogging like about uh, five years ago. I have a blog and I've, I've also gotten um, burnt out. I've not posted in a while, but I've, um, that's because I've, I've started doing all the things that have not given me enough time to be able to cater to the blog really. So um, I also have an e-commerce um, store 
where I sell moms and daughter stuff. And then um, I recently launched a subscription box, which is um, a box for moms and daughters as well, but uh, it's a period box. And I actually resigned my full-time job because uh, I have had the dream um, way before I got married. Um, God has laid that on my heart to do. I didn't know how it was going to play out, but then I I was able to meet a subscription um, box coach. And, um, you know, she, uh, through, the, through being in that uh, mastermind, I was able to put my box together and I resigned my full-time job. <laughs> I wish I'd um, met you before I did all of that because... I resigned my full-time job. Don't use what I say job. against yourself, right? It's fine. <laughs> I know. I resigned my full-time job. I was really, because I'd researched even before, even with having that idea for a long time, I've been researching. Nobody was doing anything like that. It was only um, something close to that. And it was just a, um, a first-time period kit box. I think it was, by, I've forgotten the name of the company that does that, but it's just for first-time box uh, actually was what was in. And so um, when I launched my box, nobody was doing that. And, and um, incidentally, I launched the box and it was it showed a lot of interest. I have a um, Shopify website. I did a paid um, advert. It got, I got a lot of traffic. And, but I, it didn't really, I was hoping to um, have at least um, 50 subscribers because I had already ordered for product for that much of people. But um, people didn't really um, subscribe. I got only, uh, I think about 12 subscribers when I launched, which was not bad. Um, I was happy with the few subscribers, but um, along the line, I got, to, um, I got to know that I'm not so good with writing offers and all of those stuff, email marketing, a lot of that. I don't, I, I could literally give my stuff out for free. That's me. Um, I, I feel like when I write an email, I feel like I'm too salesy. And then I scrap it up and I don't even send at all. So that is the point where I am. And that's why I could relate a lot with what um, Virginia was saying um, initially, because I feel like you have not um, really gotten to meet your target audience. I've been looking for somebody that will take all that thing off of my, my plates. I don't want to do email marketing. I don't, I, I don't, I feel like um, I've read a lot of offers from people. I feel like there are people that really can do it better. You know how people write stories about, about um, I mean, before, and it doesn't really look so salesy because you read the story and you could really feel emotionally attached to that. I don't, I don't have that grace, <laughs> I'm sorry to say. So that is where I am in my business. So um, I kind of like, after identifying all of that, that, this is not my strength, this is not what I'm good at doing. I've totally shut down. I'm not, I'm, I'm like, until I get help, I don't want to relaunch. Um, the box again, I still have my subscribers going and they're happy with the box. Um, I'm, I post um, um, once in a while about their um, testimonial, but you know, you can't keep putting the same testimonial of the same people over and over again until you get new, more new people coming in and all of that. So I kind of like, um, you know, placed everything on, on old right now. I, I recently went back to work because like you said, I don't believe in going into debt for a business. I would rather work and fund my business. It's I'm passionate. It's something I'm passionate about. That I'm not tired about. I love. I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like it's a. Um, it's a. It's a. It's a dream. Like I still have that. My brain telling me you have to do this. You have to do this. The um. Um. The recent thing that my brain is telling me to do now is podcasts because 
you know, it, you also like like what you're doing right now. You have to give people um, value and serve them for free to be able to get them on board with um, what you really want to do. So it's what my brain is telling me to do. So I'm not tired about my business. I'm still as passionate as I was years before, but I know I need help. It's not something, um, there, there's some things that you feel like in your business you don't have a grace for. I don't think I'm a marketer in whatever way I've tried and, you know, so, but that's where I am right now. So I don't know if you understand or get my drift. There's a couple things. Will you tell me, what do you think the biggest problem is in all of this? My, my biggest problem right now that I feel is, um, you know, like crafting our creative offers that really can connect to people emotionally. Cause like I said, I didn't like I got the traffic. Like it's something people were interested in. And the thing I forgot to mention, because after um like months after, um, while this wasn't working like I thought it would, I started researching. And guess what? There's a lot of people doing the subscription box now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so okay, it's you actually, can, there's still enough yeah, people, wait, I think. Okay. Exactly. I know, but I'm I'm only saying that to let you know that it's not something that it's not a good idea. So that's not, it, it, only, it only tells me that it's a good idea and there's a market for it. And yeah, it's, that's a great it's way of looking the same at problem it. for some people, right? So that's a great way of looking yeah, at it. Yeah, it's just um, crafting out the message in a way that it, people can connect to it, like emotionally. I don't know how to do storytelling. And it's a whole lot of things I've been seeing because I buy a lot from people and I've invested in a lot of businesses because. Um, especially when it's something you could connect with. And I would say that, is it Amy Adams that was talking about the digital subscription as well? Yes, it's actually doable, but because um, I, I also subscribe to um, a lady that does, um, I, I think has is a journal subscription. Yeah. So she sells, she sends you like a journal prompt every every day, but she has a Facebook group before I subscribe. It's also very cheap. It's like $5 a month. Um, but before I got on that subscription, I got on a free offer. I joined that Facebook group. She's always in there. She's always having lives. So I feel like you need to um, like create a community around your business because that's what she does. And it's easy to sell those kind of tiny subscriptions to that to, to people when you have a community of like minds um, together. So, yeah, totally. I totally, people sometimes I think, think I don't, I don't support volume businesses or I don't think they will work. And it's not that a lot of times people see me coaching to co sell higher price offers because people are telling me like they need money right now. And like, they've right. got to make the business profitable. And I'm like, well, okay, like let's do it. Um, but if they have no community and they're selling a $5 thing and they have like bills to pay, right. like that's going to be a really big problem for them. So that's just so everybody understands. That's why I get that coaching. People will hear me say that kinds of stuff a lot. And that's, you always have to like, remember like you guys, there's a lot of people on here and not everything I say to everybody applies to every single person. So right. I love your subscription box idea. Thank you. I think it would be, I think it would be I think your brain is going to this place that's kind of like there's a right way and a wrong way and I don't know the right way so I'm just going to do nothing. Right. <laughs> like I'm going to put it on hold. Does that sound like yes, what's cause happening? I'm, yes, cuz I'm kind of like a perfectionist. If it's something if if I feel like it's not good for, good I I won't even put it out at all. I'm like wanting everything to be perfect and uh, and I know that's not so good. I'm working on that. <laughs> what if you have yeah. to put out 
a thousand really bad marketing emails before you get good at it. <laughs> I, I I think I've done pretty good, but I feel like I'm not I'm not being consistent on it because I know because you're really hard like, on yourself exactly you tell yourself everything's not good why would your brain want to come up with ideas when you're like I suck at this it's not going to work right you're really yeah. hard on yourself I think yeah I think but I'm like really hard on myself one and then two I think um one of the last things you said to Michelle was um learning how to say no um I think I pack on a, a whole lot of things I have my hands full most of the time so I don't get to do the things that are really important to do mm -hmm. so which is one of the things I know I need to work on like free my free my plates of a whole lot like I'm like my brain is telling me to do a whole lot like I'm always getting all these ideas I'm always writing them down my I want to do a podcast I want to write um, um I already started writing an online course and then I stopped midway like I don't follow I'm not following through and I'm just starting everything and doing it halfway but I think you need just, to pick like one thing you want to follow through on because yeah. you're going to always have like a million ideas. Right. I have a million ideas all the time. My team will tell you. My brain is like, literally, I was like messaging my assistant like three in the morning the other night. <laughs> I was just like, what about this? What about this? Like, you know, my assistant, Rebecca, is like an actual angel for mm -hmm. putting up with me. But we, what we do is we just make a 90-day plan, right? You guys will do this if you come into the mastermind. We make a 90-day plan. I and then I just come into the mastermind. I need it. Yeah, you should. It's great. Or it's, yeah. you guys can join on Monday. So mm -hmm. we're going to open it, but you'll make a 90 day plan. And I think that'll be really good for you. And then what happens when you have ideas is you just put them on a list to look at for next quarter. So it's like, mm -hmm. we already have our plan until January. We're just going to execute this. Then when mm -hmm. we get to January, we reevaluate. We look at the results we created. We look at our list of ideas and then like, you know, we can really like my team is very small. Like we really only have the capacity to do like one project at a, like a quarter. So I have to pick one thing off of that list of like okay. what I think the most important thing is. And then I table it again till next quarter. But I think having that kind of focus, I think will help you. Cause I think some of this, like, like okay. I should be doing this and should I be doing a podcast and like, I should be sending more emails. And there's a lot of like, it's like making a, instead of thinking about what you should be doing and all the things you could be doing, I think what would be mm -hmm. helpful for you is making a plan of mm -hmm. like, this is what I am going to do. <laughs> a doable <laughs> plan. Don't do anything nuts. You guys always make these plans that are like, I'm going to post on social media 10,000 times. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like post on social media twice a month. If you have not been posting, <laughs> I'm like, don't right. do that. <laughs> right. So I think making a, a plan that's like, I'm, and then the thought that I use is when my brain is like, well, what about this? And we could be doing that. And we, so in, my brain loves to be like, oh, so-and-so is doing that. Did you see their launch? <laughs> and I've, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm just going to follow my plan. Okay. I see what's happening. I see the idea, right. I'll kind of like acknowledge myself, but then I'm, I go back to like, I'm going to write it down. And then I'm like, I'm just going to follow my plan. Like, that's a great mm -hmm. idea. Someday I will look at it again. I'm just going to follow my plan. Right. And being mm -hmm. able to just go 90 days. And I like 90 days because I feel like it's like a doable amount of time. It's not like a year where it just drags on. It's like a very focused mm -hmm. amount of time. It's just between now and January. Like, so for a lot of you guys, this is good for, for everybody on here. It's like, just make yourself a really clean plan of like, what results are you going to create between now and January? 
And then you just manage your thoughts. Like, what would you have to think to actually execute the whole plan? Because we know it's really hard to do, right? How many people have made plans? And then you're like a week later, I don't even fucking remember what my plan was. (laughs) So it's like, you got to manage your thought to like, stick to the plan. So it would be like, how many times a week are you going to send emails? How many times a week do you post on social media? Are you going to watch the podcast or not? And then the great thing about that is like, you can decide, yes, I'm going to launch the podcast. It's going to be on this date. This is how many episodes I'm going to produce this quarter. Or you can decide, no, I'm not going to do the podcast. I'm going to actually wait until January to, to look at that again. I I was actually looking at January. But um, from um, the tr- the um, podcast person I listened to, she said, if you're going to launch in January, you're going to have to start now, um, like building a subscriber base and then start recording those episodes so that by the time it's January, you're just ready to roll out. You can do that. I don't think you have to do that. I don't think it will matter that much because if you start okay. a podcast, nobody's going to be listening anyway. <laughs> it's right. a new podcast. <laughs> So it's like the best thing to do is like, just get, I think the best thing to do is like, just get a bunch of episodes out. I'm sure you could plan like a whole rollout, but this is the thing that I want you to see is like, and I just had this happen the other day. So I had this, I said something on a call and I was like, damn, like that was really good. We have to make, I was like coaching someone. And as we were doing it, I was like, this is really fucking good. Everybody needs to hear this. I gotta, I gotta like make the the ideas we were talking about into a podcast. And then I had this second follow-up thought, which is, well, we should probably coach on it some more and develop it some more and make sure it's really good before it goes on the podcast. And mm-hmm. I fucking always just squash that thought immediately. And I'm like, and then mm-hmm. I just go and like do it as fast as I can, because I know that thought takes me to the podcast never coming out. Yeah. It can come out. It, yeah. It, it takes me and it takes me to this place of like, well, it's, it can always be better. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I get in a place of like, it's not good enough now, I will just keep thinking that thought, that thought will never go away. Like we think like you're going to reach a point where like your marketing emails are good enough or your, your stuff is good enough that we won't have that thought, but we will, you will keep thinking like, oh, I should make this better though. It could be better. Mm -hmm. I should wait and like make it better. And it doesn't matter how good your stuff is. You'll keep thinking that thought and then your stuff never comes into the world. Mm -hmm. And so for you, I oh man, I'm going to have to go in a second, you guys. Um, okay. For you, I would really focus on, um, I totally, that totally lost my train of thought. I would, oh, I was really focused on output. Like, what are you actually putting out? Like, I think you're spending a lot of time thinking about your business and thinking about things you could be doing and how you would do it and why you would do it that way. But the only thing that counts in business is execution. So mm-hmm. none of that stuff counts as working on your business. The only thing that counts is like what you're actually outputting. And that's what I want you to focus on and measure. And mm-hmm. I want you to actually like focus on like people, people really don't like when I, this, I have a lot of unpopular business opinions right now, I feel like, but I really think like quality or quantity creates quality. So people are always like, is it quantity or is it quality? And I'm like, quantity creates quality. You're not going to get quality if you're not posting. I'm like you get better at emailing by emailing, get better at teaching by teaching, get better at selling by selling. You can't get better at selling by thinking about selling. You can't get better at emailing by thinking about how you want to be better at email. Like the only way to get better, it's like playing a sport, right? It's like, you can't get better at basketball thinking about how you want to be really good at basketball. It's like, you've got to go like be in the game. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I really want you to focus on like, I want you to make a clear plan for yourself and clean. I think that will clean up some of the clutter of like the shiny object stuff. And like, we could do Mm -hmm. this and we could do that. And like, 
get really focused on just executing your plan between now and January. And I want you to focus on increasing the amount of, of execution or the amount of stuff you're actually creating. Right. Mm -hmm. So we talk in the mastermind about like building assets. So like a podcast episode is like an asset for your business that you'll have forever. You could email it out. You could repost it. You could put it on a different platform someday. You Mm -hmm. could I don't know. We've taken them and made them part of courses that we have even like some podcast episodes I've done, but you want to think about creating more assets for your business and really focus on, on output for you. And I think the skill that you need that you have the ideas, right? Your ideas are, are brilliant. It's just like getting that momentum going where you're executing consistently, I think will be game changing for you. And just remember that all comes from your, your thoughts and what you're Mm -hmm. thinking. And watch what you're thinking about yourself and your work. Because okay. when you're really hard on yourself and you're really ju- you really judge your work very harshly, right? When you do that, it makes you not want to create because you're like, mm-hmm. sucks. I don't like, you know, my stuff's not that good. So I would find some like easier to grab thoughts about your work that mm-hmm. give you that momentum where it will help you be able to create all the way till January. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think I think that would help a lot. Yeah, it would help because, you know, my business is um, automated. Um, it's online. So I have everything done. My subscription, I have all the things I need for my subscription box in the house. So I think it's just getting the word out there. I feel like um, um, I used to feel like, um, um, you know, I'm not saying the right things to get the right people, you know, to the business. So it's just the way I've been thinking. So that. Yeah. yeah, but you figure out how to get the right people by like going out and talking to people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just want you to focus on like, put your little perfectionist brain <laughs> to work at like, at like increasing the amount of output. And I want you to measure like what you create every week. And I just want the only thing I want you to focus on, don't focus on making it good or quality, only focus on the quantity. Like, okay. and so so perfect, perfect for you. And like a good week for you is like, it's like doing, like creating a lot, like putting mm-hmm. a lot of things out there and putting yourself mm-hmm. out there. And it might feel uncomfortable for you, but that's what we're here to do. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. just run straight into the discomfort, but I love your business idea. I think it's great. Thank you. you should do some marketing on like TikTok or I have this whole, a friend that built like this whole business in the pandemic on TikTok. She sells, mm-hmm. tank, she sells tank tops with like padded bras in them. And she just makes all these TikTok videos. I mean, she's like really beautiful. I don't think that hurts, but she's yeah. like, she's like selling all these tank tops. It's, I think they're doing like, I don't know, like $3 million or something this year. It's I crazy. think that's another thing, you know, um, I've been running away from being live. I don't like I don't like showing my face behind my business. That's one of the reasons. So yeah, you should um, camera. You would, be, you would be a great face of your camera. You can talk about your girls and like having it's obviously something you're really passionate about, about mm-hmm. like girl children, right? And women mm-hmm. and like women empowerment and all that stuff. Like you could be out there mm-hmm. talking about that stuff. And I think you would be a great face well, for I do get a lot of feedbacks from um people that are you know, I've had um, contact with like, oh, the love, the love what you do. The only thing people ask me about is this same thing I'm trying to do, but yeah. just getting people to pay for it is. They'll teach you guys in like any like basic marketing class you take. They always teach you like the easiest things to sell are related to like health, wealth, or relationships. 
Um, and yours is totally like relationships, right? It's like women will invest to have better relationships with their daughter, a hundred percent. And if you're on social media talking about that and like attracting people that want to hear about how to have a better relationship with their daughter, they'll want to buy that box from you. Mm -hmm. I really think that, but yeah, I think you should totally, I think you should go put your face on social media right now. <laughs> Don't think about it. I want I'm you to sorry. go do it. Thank go you. post and then let me know in the group when you do okay. it. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's you. for all of you who else is not putting their face on camera everybody mm -hmm. today go put your face on camera mm -hmm. all right you guys i gotta jump off of here this was such a great call thank you everybody for being here i had a great time we have one more q a call tomorrow morning and hurricane permitting i'll also coach on friday we got to see what happens with the power here but I don't know. Right now it's looking good for us. So let's just all cross our fingers that it keeps going around us. And yeah, I hope you guys have a great day. Post your takeaways in the Facebook group. And I, oh, and do your bingo. I have a whole bunch of stuff to give away on Monday. So do your bingo cards and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Bye guys. Hello, podcast fam. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope it was helpful. I hope you got some clarity and that you learned a lot. We find in the mastermind that a lot of people have breakthroughs from listening to other people get coached. I think this is for a few reasons, but I think it's easier to absorb information and to look at things more objectively when it's not our own stuff. A lot of times when we're looking at our own thoughts and beliefs, it can make us kind of put walls up or get defensive, but you just don't have any of that kind of reaction. Usually if you're watching someone else get coached, a lot of us are able to be a lot more open and receptive. You're also able to just focus on the coaching and you don't have to think about how to reply to me or how to talk back. And so I do think these replays are immensely, immensely valuable. They're available free for a limited time. So feel free to binge them, take notes, listen to them a second time, and that will help it sink in a little deeper. Be sure to post your takeaways in the Facebook group. It's a great way to honor the people that got coached. So if you learned from someone else's coaching, please give them credit for that and let them know that. It is scary and nerve wracking for a lot of people to come on a Zoom call or a Q&A and ask questions and be vulnerable in front of other people. And I'm sure they would just really, really appreciate to know that you relate to what they're going through and that you were able to learn from them being vulnerable. If you like these calls and you want them all the time, I do weekly Zoom calls and weekly Q&As inside the Becoming Boss Mastermind. And I would just challenge you to think, how different would your thinking be, would your execution be, would your selling be, would your business be, if you had a community like this and were able to get coaching like this every single week for the entire quarter. Think about where you could be in January. I just believe that we go further together. I think it's easier to make big moves, to make big changes when you have a community and people supporting you. So that is exactly what we have for you inside the Becoming Boss Mastermind. Doors are opening October 3rd. Go ahead and get on the wait list if you want to be notified when doors open. 
I'm very excited for everybody that's going to join and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.